0: today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness what do you get when you throw judge dread the non-satire parts of robocop frankenstein dirty harry rotor which is a shit movie from 1987, if y'all don't know, and then sprinkle in a little bit of a Slipknot in the blender. Well, you get one bloody beautiful disaster is what you get. Today, we are honoring Kim Coates, specifically uh, Coates in the 2016 action film Officer Down, inspired by the graphic novel of the same name, and actually directed by The Clown. From Slipknot, whose uh, name is Sean Crahan. i may be saying that wrong, but that's—I think that's the way it is pronounced. Um, this movie gives off vibes of the Crank movies, but just isn't, just doesn't quite get to that fun, silly level that the Crank movies get to, which I absolutely love. And if you ever want to hear me talk about them, you can hear them on the Bloody Bits Patreon, and y'all, y'all know Tim. Uh, Yobo, and y'all know Eddie, uh, Eddie the Axe from Bloody Bits. Go check them out. Check out their Patreon. I think they have like a thousand more listeners than this show has anyway, but if y'all ever want to check it out, <laughs> you can listen to me talk about Crank. I love those movies. Um... And yes, actually, in fact, the director of the Craig movies, Mark uh, uh, Neveldine, uh, served as a producer for Officer Down, and it looks like he definitely tried his best to leave his mark on the film, but eh, I don't know if it quite got there. Anyway, enough with all that. Let's comb our mustaches, put on our fun cop hat, and throw on our sunglasses. Now play that shit theme song. It's the Mustachio Pocastio. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll face the goats, and then we'll all go home. That's gaining the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the Mustachio Pocastio. What is up? I am Daniel Segura host of the mustachioed podcastio and guess what today is a solo cholo we are here and it is just me by myself <laughs> you might be getting some a lot of solo cholo not too many but i'm going to be sprinkling them in because i might be moving pretty soon and um and so with all that and all the hustle and bustle of moving to a different city, and I'll give you all more details when that time comes, but um, that's, that might mess up my schedule a little bit. So it's going to be nice to have a few solo cellos in the bank, and I will try to cover as many fun movies as possible. And other, In other news, um, we actually have a kind of semi-merch store a uh, couple of t-shirts available i think i'm going to be popping in one more different t-shirt um and it's on bonfire you can find the link i'll put the link in the description of this episode but you can also find the link in the link tree um page uh for the podcast on instagram and twitter and just yeah just support the show you know i don't have a patreon or anything like that so this would be the best way to uh to kind of show your love uh for the show uh there's a there's one with Chuck. It's supposed to be Chuck Norris on the cover, uh, not the cover, but on the on the T-shirt. But uh, Bonfire said, "Hey, uh, you can't you <laughs> you can't use the likeness of Chuck Norris," which I probably should have known better for God's sakes. But eh, I thought I'd give it a try. It would have worked at the Pulga. That's what I said on Instagram. But instead, uh, once I got that emo, I just plastered my fat face over uh, Chug Norris's face, and um, they said that was okay. So that is there. It's the Mustachioed Greatness um, shirt. There's also just the OG Mustachioed shirt, and that's a little bit more simple. And I'm I'm I think by the time this episode releases, there'll be one more shirt, and that's going to be kind of. Um, kind of the podcastio logo and in the back we'll have the it's going to be like the ratings t-shirt it'll have the ratings on the back of the t-shirt so yes you'll have a hitler mustache on your t-shirt but hey it's going to say hell nah on it so you know it's a statement because yeah because standing against what hitler did is is a real statement (laughs) (laughs) oh god what am i doing anyway enough with all that We are going to be talking about Officer Down. And I don't want to waste any time. Let's just get this going. This is just me and you. So let's start this movie. This is the movie breakdown. (laughs) Made by the clown. Beep, beep. (laughs) I was trying to think of a Slipknot riff, but I couldn't think of one quick enough. Anyway, uh, we meet Officer Down uh, right away. Uh, hes I think he's walking down an alley or something. I don't remember, but he's uh, talking about his mission to clean up the streets of Los Angeles. We're getting this impression of him being this very dedicated man to the craft of fighting crime as an officer of the law. The law! Um... <laughs> That's a little bit of Judge Dredd there for you. Sylvester Stallone, Judge Dredd. And next thing you know, um, he is having a little bit of oral sex with a woman uh, out of nowhere. And there's an actual counter on the screen. Once again, this is very um, Crank-inspired, so you get some of these funny cartoony things, adult cartoony things, where all of a sudden there's a counter for orgasms. And it goes all the way up to 14. Which is a pretty good number there. That is an incredible number, and if Michael Douglas is right about Condoleezza Rice, I mean Conalingus, <laughs> 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 then this guy better slow down. <sighs> he just says he's doing his civic duty and he goes off to fight crime. Then the we see there on the screen it says Motherfucking LA. Yeah, good old we're so we're kind of in a. Fictional, semi-futuristic. I I would say kind of similar to the way um, Shoot 'Em Up feels, where it's like it's it you know it's a big city, and anything can happen. So it kind of works for this movie. But it looks like it's obviously supposed to be in the future because there's like crazy technology and all this, as we find out later on. So right away, we are reminded that this movie was made by a member of Slipknot. Because we meet a Riddler-looking vato if he was uh, born in Iowa. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Uh, we, we meet a Riddler-looking guy if the Riddler was really into My Chemical Romance, to tell you the truth. And this is played by the legendary Corey Taylor, who, by the way, I, actu- I actually I may not listen to a lot of Slipknot. And I will say that first album, I was in high school, came at the perfect time. I ac- actually really enjoyed it. I was more of a punk rock hardcore punk kid, but I had friends that were really into metal, metal's really big in San Antonio, so I couldn't really avoid Slipknot and I listened to it and I thought it was actually kind of fun. I haven't heard a lot of their new stuff, but I actually wouldn't mind checking it out because um, I hear Corey Taylor every now and then on different podcasts I might listen to and he seems like a really legitimately awesome dude. Um, so anyway, enough of my Corey Taylor rant. I think he's beloved as enough. I don't think I need anything I say about him. Isn't going to make his reputation any better. But anyway, um, he's making what he calls super crank wink, wink, which is ironic, obviously. And, uh, it's kind of, it's all filmed in this very weird ADHD style that crank was shot in. (laughs) And this guy's name is headcase Harry, but he doesn't like to be called that and uh officer down comes through and a bunch of people you know a bunch of his dudes are shooting at him and it seems like it's not doing anything and by the way i've never read this graphic novel so i really had no idea what was happening or anything about the character which i think kind of made this more of an interesting watch he's just taking bullets and not really making any faces he's not even like cringing at it which i thought was weird like i was like does he have no nerve endings is he like that guy from the deadpool movie where he just feels no pain i was confused maybe it's just cocaine you know bath soaps i don't know so anyway this big old gunfight happens um and then headcase harry blows up his entire drug lab with officer down in it and uh then we get our first taste at that officer down song (laughs) which is uh (laughs) <laughs> it's a song, uh then we have guys in hazmat suits. they're looking for down uh they call him Officer Crispy, which I thought was kind of a nice little wink at Mortal Kombat, and that was uh that was a uh, you know it was probably a first draft of a joke, but it was still funny. Then we see a young dude practicing bringing out his handgun in front of a mirror like he's Steven first in Silent rage. It's a little deep cut comment from a past episode. This guy's name is Officer Gable, but he kind of looks like a 13 year old. So we're going to call him Officer Gerber. <laughs> we also get a cameo of Reno Wilson from crank, which is awesome. Um, all of the veteran coppers are messing with Gable, um, our Gerber. I have to get used to calling him Gerber because he looks, you know, because he looks, he's a rookie, you know, and he's young, he's a young kid, young blood. So, uh, we meet Chief Beringer, who uh, clicks her pin but it sounds like a damn shotgun is being loaded and um, once again this movie is very much trying to be like Crank. She asks if he understands how bad it is out there because there is heavy shit going on and all this dude is doing is catching jaywalkers. So he's not really doing any serious uh, police work. So she asks if he's ready for the big time. Why this rookie deserves this opportunity, I have no idea. Why he was picked, I have, did, she doesn't really mention it. Um, then she asks if he's ever heard of the fortune 500 which we will get to enjoy a lot throughout this movie honestly I could have used a little more fortune 500 I think it would have actually made the film a little more fun because they were the most interesting aspect of the film Uh, we cut to a guy in a purple gimp type suit (laughs) with a little like gnome hat on it's kind of fun And we see some. We see the Fortune 500. They're all wearing these dope-ass animal masks. Like, top quality. Like, these are, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars type masks. Like, these are the ones that are way up top at your little scary Halloween store. Um, They don't even want you to try them on. By the way, how is that going to work with COVID, by the way? You know, you're just going to have to, if you buy it, you got to wear it. You know, I don't know. It used to gross me out before COVID to try on masks. I don't even, I can't even, I'm just not going to walk in there. Anyway so we have a white tiger who i believe is a female and we have a black panther uh looking cat and um and he is like seems like the main boss and then we have a vulture looking guy the vulture looking guy probably creeps me out the most the mask is pretty intense and it's kind of an interesting too because when they also when they speak when they're speaking they sound normal but every now and then they make straight up animal noises so like The movie added that, but it's if you're trying to think of it as in reality, I'm thinking, do they have little sound speakers in their masks? Like, how are they creating actual growls (laughs) from their voice? Anyway, so the vulture calls for Zed Master Flash. And we see a dude upside down, lifting himself with two fingers. And the main panther lion dude wants the head of Officer Down. He is sick of this dude. Um, Apparently he, uh, the mad, I wanted to call him the Mad Hatter, but um, what's his name? Harry. Yeah, Harry was one of their, uh, Headcase Harry was one of their main drug pushers. And with Officer Down bringing him down, pun intended there. So the vulture calls for Zen Master Flash. We see a dude upside down, lifting himself with two fingers. And the main Panther Lion dude wants the head of Officer Down. Since he took out Head Case Harry, I guess he was uh, one of their um, drug pushers. So then, after that, after they get a hold of Zen Master Flash, they are now in a sauna uh, during, during this part. And some chicks come in and uh, just start pleasuring them. Uh, and they have their animal masks on, which would be, I would just be sweating. Terribly with a. I sweat in a. I would just sweat normally. Put me in a sign with a mask on, things are going to get pretty rough. So then um, we find out that the Fortune 500 are top. They're like, they sell top tier drugs, illegal firearms, protection rackets, um, all kinds of stuff. They're pretty much running the city. They are a force of nature, as uh, we find out from the chief and then gerber is then introduced to a top secret project which is privately privately funded so it keeps the mayor and the city council off their ass is what the chief mentions to him so then chief lets gerber know all that all these rumors he's been hearing about this super cop is true they don't they, they don't have the manpower to protect the city and to protect the streets so they basically created this secret weapon which is officer down and right now he's looking like a slow cooked brisket but (laughs) some strobe lights go off and science happens the next thing we know officer down is back to life somehow not a lot happens it's weird like he just kind of you know moves his face about and kind of seizures a little bit and next thing you know he's healthy again So that was very confusing to me at first. I was like, okay, what? I don't know what happened other than some lights going on and off. We also get a brief clip of a hooker because um, the lights in the actual precinct go kind of flicker and go off when this is happening because it uses a lot of power. And (laughs) there was a hooker that was arrested earlier uh, in the movie and all of a sudden she's popping up from under one of the officer's desks. So I guess she's a fan favorite there at the precinct. And officer, officer down. Come, he's resurrected. He puts on his sunglasses. He says uh, he's reporting for duty. And at this point, uh, we don't know if this Vato is a clone or what the hell he is. We're just like, okay, uh, there we go. The chief tells Gerber baby to let officer down do his thing. He just uh, he goes up to his locker, uh, officer down that is, and he, he looks in the mirror and he just sort of self-motivates himself he's like you're an officer you're the best you're gonna end crime here you know he kind of gives himself a pep talk he's very kind of robocop-ish he's very robotic i think he's supposed to be a generic hero like he just says all these like very cliche things or maybe that's just the way the writing was in this movie i have no idea so he has a weapon called the answer man Uh, Which is a a dynamic entry tool. And uh, he loads up. And then Gerber uh, was... Apparently he was vetted to handle all the craziness that that is going on with this whole experiment. Because of course uh, Gerber is asking tons of questions about it. But the chief doesn't want to tell him about it. And Gerber has been assigned as backup detail for Officer Down. And Officer Down ends up heading out in his vehicle called Moving Death. It's like I made. It's like I made this comic when I would. I would have made this. I maybe that's what they're trying to do because I would have made this when I was twelve or thirteen for sure. Calling a vehicle moving death is right up my alley. Right up thirteen-year-old Daniel's alley. Then we cut to Zen Master Flash, who is speaking a different language. I'm not hundred percent sure what it is. Kind of has a Mandarin sound to it, but I, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Anyway, it's funny because he's speaking this language and all of a sudden he says man fuck these subtitles and he starts speaking English but as he's speaking uh, the, the the sync of the audio is off with his mouth kind of like when you're watching those like old kung fu movies and stuff so that that was a good little bit um, I thought maybe it was just going to be for that scene but they do keep it going for the whole movie it kind of reminded me of Kung Pao I don't know if you've ever seen Kung Pao but it's very similar type of bit and obviously, you know, this guy is uh, Zen Master Flash, was inspired by Grand Master Flash of the Furies Five. And anyway, so he wears these uh, weird orange shaded goggle things that are like stuck on his face, which is kind of hilarious. And he, he gives him like that bug-eyed look. And uh, yeah, so we, we're meeting this guy, he gives a pep talk to all his warrior guys. He has a bunch of like ninjas, uh, his own foot clan, if you will. And uh yeah, he's getting ready to to take to take on officer down. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we see Glenn Howerton, which I was I was not that surprised to see at the same time because I knew he was affiliated with Crank. Um and he was in the, both those movies with some hilarious bit parts. And he has a semi bit part, I guess, in in this movie as well. He plays um he plays like the second-hand man, or the, not the second-hand man, but the right-hand man of a major um, like weapons dealer, it seems like. And I think Eddie may have mentioned something uh, from the Bloody Bits podcast that he was friends with the director or one of the people that made Crank. So it kind of makes sense he would be in this. I'm too lazy to do any more work, any more research than that. <laughs> so he's in a church. He speaks to this lady, who we find out is named Mother Supreme, and he he says some. He's speaking in a really bad English accent, by the way, and he wants to set up a deal with her. He wants to basically see if um, they can pay her in one big lump sum instead of having to owe her money over time. And Mother Supreme isn't having it. Uh, she tells his name is Dominic, by the way, uh, Glenn Howerton's character. She says that his boss has no balls. And you would expect her to say something a little more eloquent because her name is Mother Supreme, but she says your boss has no balls, which is kind of funny. And we find out that Dominic didn't even know what he was even purchasing. He had no idea that it was like weapons. Hi, my name's Jessie and I'm addicted to paranormal stories. Hi, Jessie. I started having problems when I would get into a YouTube dark hole at 3 a.m. And then I couldn't even sleep when I tried because I kept envisioning Hat Man standing right outside my bedroom door. Hi, my name's Erica. And I'm addicted to paranormal stories. Hi, I spend every waking hour listening to true crime podcasts or reading stories on the No Sleep subreddit. Even my dreams have creepy pasta vibes. Does, Does this, this sound, sound like, like you? you? Then dive into the abyss of the unknown and unexplained with a couple of fellow nerds. Tune into the Paranerds podcast with Jesse and Erica, your host with the ghost. Have ghost? You have ghost. We're two semi competent paranormal researchers diving into history, legends, theories, conspiracies, and more. Join us. At Every Saturday as we dissect various topics and speculate wildly. Find Paranerds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> ah, you jerk. And he says, look, sister, you, you you don't want to fuck with me. And it is crazy. They basically shoot him so much that they roll him down the aisle. Because we're like in a church setting. And they, they like roll him down that little like... From the altar all the way down past the benches toward the entrance, it's insane. And it's kind of weird because they they're taking him down to the morgue, and all of a sudden he turns to the camera. And he's like, "Fucking hell!" Like it is shitty, kind of like what I just did in a really shitty English accent. Uh, so I don't. I was like, "Okay, are we? Is he a ghost? <laughs> why are we? Why is he still talking? He got shot like eighty thousand times." So we're out with the cops, and they are pissed that the super cop always gets to go for, go and get the bust, and the other cops are just basically there. They're just there. And then we're back in the morgue where the nuns have every. They have people on ice down there. And Officer Down comes in and interrupts the party. Mother Supreme sends her power nuns to go get him. There's a huge gun battle. He has like a sort of. It's a weird. You got to see this online. He's got like a weird double barrel handgun. It's like I don't even know where the how the bullets would go. It's very confusing looking. It's very. It's like a gun from Doom or something. It's very interesting. So we get a nice uh, slip and slide on his back move. Where he slides between the nun's legs and shoots straight up through her head. Which is very amazing i really like that some of the practical effects in this movie mix it mixed with a little cgi just kind of touch up is a lot of fun and then we still have like eight nuns in pursuit so down takes a lot of a lot of hits it's weird because like it's like he's aware that he knows he's gonna come back or else he wouldn't be so careless but at the same time when he does come back he seems very like he doesn't remember so i don't know how that works but I guess you'd have to read more of the graphic novel to figure that out, but it's 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 kind of weird. So anyway, he keeps fighting these nuns. He messes up a bunch of them. And by the way, I hadn't mentioned it, but there's a cop in this in these group of cops that are all like pissed off about you know officer down. He looks just like a fresh faced Jesse Ventura, and he's got a solid mustache. He's actually got a really good mustache. He might have a better mustache than the main character. <laughs> so uh so then the rookie heads into the convent uh officer gerber and then we see two nuns get bombed by a hand grenade as down comes in through the smoke he walks into the altar where mother supreme is chilling a few nuns shoot at him and he actually shoots a nun all the way into the uh this fucking portal that is like akin to the nether realm in mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> except it's gray he walks up to Mother Supreme, but some nuns are hiding between the church benches and they ambush him. Officer Down comes... Uh, he uh, Officer Down comes down. like they, they bring him down. And then Officer Gerber baby tries to actually arrest the nuns, even though they obviously shot another officer. I think in that case, he just shoot him. But he's trying to do his job. And um, so he, he attempts to arrest them. And uh, he shoots... He uh, I th- I think what happens is that he uh Officer Down wakes up for a second and he shoots the head of one the main, like right hand nun. <laughs> is that what they call in the Catholic Church? The right hand nun. Uh <laughs> he shoots one of the nuns, uh, right in the face. And they do end up arresting Mother Supreme, though. And he reads her rights and all that good stuff. Then actually then Officer Down actually does just fucking dies so then there we go by the way Mother Superior kind of looks like Sindel as well so there, there's some more Mortal Kombat connections there now the chief is mad at Officer Gerber baby for playing hero and backing up down and Officer Gerber is sad and he soaks in the police precinct locker room <laughs> he opens up Officer Downs locker and puts on his glasses for some reason. It's like a. It's like when you're a kid and you put on your dad's clothes or something. I don't know. Ah, uh, and all of a sudden, I. And it's funny when he put on the sunglasses. I was like, oh man, I wonder if it's gonna be like computerized. Like he's. It's like Google glass. Google Google glass. I can't say it. It's like Google glass. Google, Google, Google. It's just uh, sunglasses. <laughs> so. All of a sudden, a scientist comes out of a locker room that is glowing green. Why you you would hide a secret area in a locker room that throws green light through it makes no sense to me. If you're trying to keep this secret, maybe have it somewhere else where an officer might not see. Because it looks like not all the officers are privy to what's going on here. And they're trying to keep some of it secret, but not doing a great job. Gable sees it. uh, Gable Gerber. And he walks through the locker into what they call the bullpen, which is when we see a bunch of people in this dark shadowy lab and they look all kind of comatose. Apparently, each of the patients have motor neuron diseases like Lou Gehrig's, spinal dystrophy, and other stuff uh, similar. And I think the scientist that's in there says it's some diseases they don't even know, like they don't have names for yet. But as a side effect, they have a telekinetic energy which they call the resurrection equation, and uh, they're able to harness that energy and then channel it channel it up into the recovery bay, which resuscitates Officer Down every time. <sighs> so, <laughs> wow, what a premise! They take these people suffering from these very severe debilitating diseases. Put them in a lab where it's dark, dank, wet, and sad. Strap all this shit all over them. And they use their telekinetic powers that they're... I don't know if they're aware they have them or not. But they have them. To bring... To, to resurrect this guy with the mustache. A great one, by the way. A great mustache. To bring him back every time he dies. So we can go and fight crime. Yeah. So this is what we're dealing with here. Uh, So we find out that uh, Officer Down was an intense guy and a fanatical about being a cop. He was super into it. No one likes that person, by the way. No one likes a person that's super gung-ho about what you're doing at your work. Nobody does. You want to find someone that that cares when they got to care and doesn't care when they don't need to care. Anyway. No one wants to resurrect the go getter. So, <laughs> Dr. Exposition <laughs> from the lab tells us that Down had died 25 years ago. So, this guy's been coming back from death for 25 years. I don't know what's left of him at this point. Uh, it's a very Frankenstein esque type of thing. So, then apparently, these people are these people, these uh, people that with these uh, different diseases are volunteers uh, for this resurrection project because they have a sense of pride. They want to bring them back. They, they see it as like something um, admirable. And uh, then that, so they keep coming back for that because they look disheveled as hell. So Gerber baby is like, what the hell, dude? Like, why are you, you know, doing these things to these people? And we find out that they actually want to be there then we get resurrected officer down coming through Gerber's staring at him and he's like what the hell are you staring at bro and Gerber actually shows like a big major appreciation to these volunteers like he meets up with them like as if you're going to go see your grandparents at the cemetery you know you kind of stop at their tombstone and you're like you just kind of like thank them inside your mind <laughs> i don't know but you know it just kind of seems like that he's like honoring them So then we see Officer Down in his deathmobile or whatever the hell it's called. And Gerber's tracking him down in a Toyota Matrix, by the way. And obviously most of the police funds goes to this resurrection thing because he's in a Toyota Matrix. and It's supposed to be like the future or whatever. So I'm very confused by that. Gerber looks into the window where Officer Down is now back with a lady and he is making some sweet, sweet love to her. The orgasm counter goes up to 37 this time. Holy shit, did she go into a coma? What is left of her after 37 orgasms, we don't know, because we don't see her, she could have died, we don't know, Um, and he definitely has throat cancer, so then we're back with the Fortune 500 and they are getting impatient about Zen Master Flash, where the fuck is this guy, we haven't seen him in like 20 minutes. But the vulture dude says, don't worry. That just means he's got something good planned. Gerber goes into the bar that exclusively serves cops. And they give him a bunch of bullshit about him being a fucking go-getter. Because fuck go-getters. We don't even like Officer Down because he's a go-getter. And he's a goddamn freakazoid. And we don't like you because you try too hard. So then we're back with Officer Down who puts in a metal mixtape. Like, not a metal tape. You remember metal tapes? I don't know if you remember them. I'm 35. I don't really remember them. But I know they were a thing. Not that. It's an actual mixtape with... Fucking metal on it because you know, y'all know the guy that made this movie, right? It's, <laughs> I mean, this guy died 25 years ago. Why the fuck is he listening to new metal for? Um, so anyways this metalcore music plays, it's fun, and uh, then all of a sudden he gets mad, he smashes his, his radio, and he's kind of having like this crazy, like, what is going on? Like, I think he's starting to feel like off, you know, he's like, what is going on? I'm he's conflicted, you know. So then, um After all that happens, we get a solid bossa nova tune. Solid. As the movie shows us a bunch of severed limbs and dead bodies in a hospital. It's Zen and his squad. They're just chopping up bodies to get Officer Down's attention. So then Zen actually has the ability to teleport, apparently. How the fuck? This is a magical world. They doesn't show him use a device to do it, so we think he's using some kind of transmitter-type he just fucking does it so i guess this guy's such zen master powers that he's just able to disappear like he's fucking nightcrawler and he doesn't even leave like a dust it's like he's almost going into a portal and so anyway that's when we find that out and of course officer down smashes through the hospital because he doesn't give a shit about property damage (laughs) it's just about fighting crime fuck it We're back at the cop bar. It's announced that all this shit is going on at the hospital. So all the cops are drunk as hell. And also they're getting along with Gerber now. They kind of got over their spat. And they're like, let's go. Let's go. some! Let's go. Let's go freaking end this. So then Zen, we're back in the hospital. Zen says some stuff and the fighting begins. All of Zen's ninjas come out and Officer Down says some racist stuff. He says something like... Well, would you look at that? Some Kung Fu cowards. (laughs) That's some shit Charles Bronson would have said in 1987. (laughs) But it doesn't really work in 20... I mean, it didn't work in 1987 either, but in 2016, it's really weird. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to pay homage to that or not, but that's not really something you should pay homage to. So, anyway, down bust out his giant boomstick thing that kind of looks like a battering ram. And a pretty good dope fight. This is probably the best fight scene in the whole movie. Um, If you're going to watch this, this is where you want to get to. And what I really like about it is they play that song, Everybody Wants You, from Billy (laughs) Squire. From Billy Squire? Which made me go check out the music video for this song. And Billy Squire is just wearing a pink sleeveless shirt and gray sweatpants. (laughs) It's like if I got up in the morning and I was like, Yeah, let's shoot a music video. Let's fucking do this. I don't give a shit. I'm fucking Billy Squire. And so, it's fantastic. Anyway, there's a dope kill where Down gets stabbed by a katana sword, and he just shoves it further to his body, like freaking Excalibur style. Then rips it out of his body, cuts a ninja's head off. He then throws the head at another ninja, which is always hilarious when people do that. Then all of a sudden, Zen teleports in right next to Officer Down, does the Raiden scream, and cuts down, he cuts his left hand off wasn't very good then he disappears again it is fantastic the ninjas get his battering ram fuck him up and they all just start slicing and dicing him up like they're playing fruit ninja it's brutal zen stops them from killing him though he's like stop and he mentions that he expected more from officer down this guy didn't bring shit zen then does a ninja kick right to his face knocks him the fuck out Zen says that now they go on to phase two. Ooh, let's find out what phase two is. The Fortune Five Hundred is celebrating the victory, and they say, "Let's see the LAPD come back from this, sons of bitches." They didn't say that last part. And then the purple gimp guy <laughs> comes through. He looks like um, uh, he looks like an actor. I can't remember the name. He, I, at first, I thought it was this actor uh, that's like in a sitcom. I, I don't remember his name, but it's not. He's just some some guy. And he comes. To, he looks so sad the whole movie. I was kind of hoping he had some sort of arc. Maybe in the end he finds the love of his life and he gets to rip off that gimp suit, or maybe he gets to wear it and just be happy because he always looks sad. And he lets the Fortune 500 know that Zen Master Flash has kidnapped Officer Down and that he is not actually executed this son of a bitch so the deal was apparently to make sure he kills down so the fortune 500 is pissed off the other officers arrive at the scene late of course because they're useless and gerber starts looking for down's body but all he finds is the severed hand that zen master flash cut off then we see officer down hanging upside down no pun intended at some undisclosed kind of it, at first i thought it was a warehouse but it's actually a correctional facility uh they have a name for it i have it somewhere in my notes but i'll mention it later and he's just hanging upside down and zen figured the most entertaining thing to do would be to have a bunch of criminals that he um you know that officer had put behind bars come out and beat the shit out of him like he's a goddamn human piñata and then we're back with Baby Gerber and he's again sulking like a weak ass. <laughs> we don't like him. Like, are we supposed to like him? Is he important in the graphic novel? And if he is important, the the this poor actor, whatever direction he was given, it's not in a way that you want, you're rooting for him. It's like he's he's in the way. I don't know how to explain it, but it's bothersome to me. And anyway, I'd rather have more Officer Down, even though he hardly says anything. It's just like Robocop. Robocop was still interesting as fuck, and he hardly said anything. You know, and Officer Down's trying to do that, but instead they give him a bunch of cliche, like, Western lines, you know? I don't know. So anyway, Reno Wilson comes in to give him a pep talk. God, I love Reno Wilson. Mm -hmm. And apparently Gerber still has down the damn hand. I guess they don't have forensics. Wouldn't you put it into forensics or somewhere, you know, keep it in a little baggie? It's just a hand. It's just there. And Gerber feels like he blew it because he arrived at the scene drunk. He thinks he'll get fired. Like this fucking police precinct gives a shit if you arrive drunk at a fucking crime scene. <laughs> Carter shows Gerber. Um, Carter is the actual name of Reno Wilson uh, in the movie. It's Officer Carter. He shows Gerber Officer Down's file. When he was alive, and apparently the file has the whole story of where this guy came from, who he was as a person. We find out, find out that Down gave his life serving to protect, and Officer Gerber gets all hype and gets all jacked up about fighting crime after reading all these articles. Um, it, it's happened to me before. I've read a couple of articles that just got me hype. Um, I don't I don't really I can't remember them, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing there's an article out there that got me excited. I don't know. Maybe when I, I read like Warp Tour is coming when I was 14 years old. <laughs> Y'all remember Warp Tour? That was a good time. Anyway. God, I'm really showing sure my age. Um, But before all that, the chief tries to stop him, but he doesn't give a shit. He's pissed off. He's hyped. Gerber passes her and he's ready to go. He cuts to the prisoners playing officer down piñata. Gerber thinks that... Um, like I said, that they could do like a long distance revival. Don is basically half dead at this point at the prison. They're just beating the shit out of him. This guy's swinging left and right. It's it's looking bad. Then Gerber starts giving his very own William Wallace speech to the telekinetic peeps. I mean, they're just there, these poor people that are volunteering for this work, and he's trying to pep them up about doing a long distance resurrection thing. Yeah, this is a movie, y'all. This is an actual thing that is happening. If you've never seen this movie, you have got to see this movie. I don't care if you hate it. You have to, like, see it one time. In order, I feel like I probably sound like a psychopath, and normally I, I do anyway, but describing this movie is making it worse. Anyway, so we, we, see, we see them. They're still beating his ass. He's giving this pep talk, and somehow he's still breathing after all this, and then tells them to cut him down. So they cut him down. The telekinetic peeps start charging up the energy, like, tunnel thing. And we cut to Mother Supreme, who's still still in a nun outfit, by the way, but in the striped, like, prison clothes, which is pretty hilarious. And there's a ton of kinetic energy being collected, but the lab tech uh, has to do some computer stuff to send it out beyond the precinct. Um, So he's, like, trying to program at the same time while they're trying to push out all this energy. And Mother Supreme is doing that thing that villains do, which is to have these big, grandiose statements instead of just killing the son of a bitch. And they end up shutting down the computer because the chief is worried that they're going to lose the telekinetics. Like, some of them are like fucking falling apart. You know, like, I think one of them catches fire. Uh, They might lose, like, I think they lose one or two of them. Mother Supreme ends up sending down to the get out black void, which is interesting. Like, he just goes into a void and he's floating. But this apparently, he, because he's in this nether realm, <laughs> I'm just going to stick with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> For these Mortal Kombat connotations that make no sense. He's in this nether realm, and somehow this allows the telekinesis people. I, I call them telekinetics. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be telekinesis. uh And it allows them to connect to him in this nether realm, and now the power is being sucked out of them and this is when we start seeing them really getting messed up from all this this is a lot down all of a sudden takes a gasp of air they have brought him back and then teleports the hell out of there he's like holy shit this guy's back he looks pissed down then rips off mother supreme's leg like nothing and he smacks the shit out of her with it the lights go out at the precinct and down just starts beating the shit out of everybody and for some reason by the way everyone looks like their faces are painted blue if y'all have ever seen this movie let me know about this, this is so weird everyone's face looks blue i don't know if they're trying to do like a weird graphic novel thing because you know sometimes coloration i don't know if that's a word has a lot to do with you know creating some kind of ambiance i know that's a word uh which when, <laughs> when you're creating a graphic novel so i don't know but anyway everyone looks blue it's a smurf it's a smurfy smurfy world and then uh, all of a sudden, Down says something about being uh, the order in a world full of chaos. Uh, I don't know how he speaks, but it's, you know, very serious. He says, uh, but kicking their heads and makes his dick hard. <laughs> That's a Mike Tyson mentality right there. That guy gets just a boner thinking about fighting. So then the cops realize that there's a riot at the rat's nest. Oh, that's what they call the prison—the rat's nest. What did they call it? The pit? Earlier, it's called the rat's nest. So then they head out to help down. The Fortune Five Hundred are pissed about Zen playing all these stupid games with Down. That they just wanted to kill him, or they wanted him to kill them. So they decide not to pay him. But Zen Master Flash basically vows to come back and kill them once he finishes off finishes off Down. Who, at this moment, finds Zen in the prison staircase. Down tells him that he's bringing him in. And Zen responds with his like kinda Asian language and Down responds with, Shut up, Kung Fu. <laughs> so stupid. So then Zen says that Down has died one thousand times. Cause Zen is supposed to be like this guy who's connected to life, he's connected to energy, so he can just like feel these things. And he tells Down you've died one thousand times so that each time your soul has died more and more. So this explains why Down gives off this robotic um, presence because he's basically there's not a lot of light in there you know it's just like he's a vessel that's been programmed he's like a meaty he's robocop would just meat with none of the good stuff and so then down starts fighting zen actually he's not even like robocop because robocop is even more connected to his own humanity than this guy so then uh except robocop didn't eat people out but if he did it would have been credited it so then down starts fighting zen and of course uh, mostly gets his ass whipped but then all of a sudden, when Zen and Down make contact, Zen gets visions of the telekinesis people or telekinetic people. I don't know what to call them. And it messes them up. Like it distracts them or something. I don't know if they're fighting him in the mind world. I don't know. But then Down then rips off his orange shades, which apparently these orange shades I brought up earlier are suction cup to his face. So when he rips off his things, his goggles they pop they his damn eyes pop out of his head i'm like wait was he wearing that as a fashion thing which put him his eyeballs at risk or did he need those cuz that is a risky fashion statement right there i don't want to put anything on my face that if if ripped off pulls my eyes out of my sockets it's just too dangerous no matter how good you look with them and you look great it's still not worth it though so then <laughs> So then anyway, he gets kicked out of the fucking police... I mean, the, out of the prison. And then he teleports out. So I don't know where he ends up. He's probably going to go kill the Fortune 500 or something. So all the officers once again arrive late to the crime scene. They get to the prison. And they get Down's body, Down's body out of there. They bring him back to the lab. Uh, Gerber baby cop says, maybe we should let him rest in peace. And the chief is like, what the hell do you mean, you stupid son of a bitch? She says, they all... She says they all need to get used to the messed up world they live in. And that that um, that this messed up world needs a cop like Officer Down. Sorry, I think I almost had a stroke. <laughs> so, so she says, right or wrong, we need him out there fighting crime with his dope mustache and sunglasses and his cool car. Eating pussy so then gerber thinks that after everything he's been through he's earned a break this guy's been fighting crime for 25 years after his death and the chief calls him rookie and then gerber says you know what officer what you know i mean you know what chief whatever your name is call me officer gerber and she's like all right i'll call you that you've earned it so they start up the strobe lights to revive down he comes back and he's looking like he's having a bad hangover almost it's it's like getting harder for him to come back he says he needs to see them so he heads out to uh he's like i need to see them we don't know who them is but i think we all have an idea he wants to go see his telekinetic peeps the guys that the, the the guys and gals that keep bringing them back and he um by the way, I I spelled telekinetic in like six different ways in my notes. And I think they're all not right. So, <laughs> so anyway, Officer Down walks up to Gable. I'm going to call him Gable now that we're at the end of the movie. He puts his hand on his name badge and he says, You get it now? Then he says, My job is never done. Or whatever cliche cop thing he says and he heads out we close out the movie with two guys that just i actually like the way this movie closes out it, it is very crank-esque two guys that just brought in a big haul. they just like fucking robbed some motherfucker like a bank or something they have a bunch of money we get a ca- cameo by the way from um uh, i might mess up this name i might butcher it it's um i think it's Adi Shankar who was the executive producer for 2012's dread if y'all have never seen 2012's dread that is a damn good movie that is what this movie wish it was <laughs> he must have felt like he was in some shitty deja vu uh being on the set of this movie and so the dude driving is getting really cocky then officer Dow comes in baby he rips off the car door and he says y'all are under arrest drop it okay <laughs> he doesn't say that <laughs> Then we get that, that bad butt metal Officer down song playing and it's the end of the movie. Hey there everybody. Just interrupting the show because while I was editing this I had this feeling like there's got to be an end credit scene and pretty much when the movie ended I was done with it and just, <laughs> I was like all right bye-bye movie and I decided I'm going to go back and just Catch the very ending and see if there's an end credit scene. And yes, indeed there is. It's very vague. But what it looks like is there was actually an officer down experiment before him. He was like, there was a beta uh, before they finally perfected it. And this thing is apparently like a freaking crazy creature. But we don't see it or anything. We just hear some exposition from some lab people. And it looks like the um, main leader from the fortune 500 is going to be letting loose this some bitch. Um, not sure if that's ever going to happen or we're going to get to see that come to fruition. I'd probably still watch a sequel of this movie. <laughs> there was enough okay stuff to, to keep me interested. But anyway, just wanted to include that for y'all that so you're not, you know, disappointed that I didn't mention it. All right. Well, as y'all know, I like to do, a you know, I like to do a little bit of an impression, and this actually might be a pretty easy one because, you know, Officer Down is a very structured, kind of relaxed voice kind of guy. And I like to do a quick impression for you, so this is a segment I like to go... Guess what? Quick Impressions. Quick Impressions. If he can't do the time... Don't do the crime. That is another generic line written, written, for this movie. <laughs> and It is now time for the. Oh God, I love solo cellos. It is now time. I don't have Tim interrupting me with the p word, which I actually said once, just in honor of him. I think. In the, I think in this whole, this whole episode, maybe I said it once or twice. Maybe once. Um, if y'all don't know Tim. He likes to test me. He likes to test my patience. But I love the guy. Anyway, it's time for the rating section of the show. As you know, I like to rate my movies by my favorite mustaches. You got the full Fu Manchu recommendation. You got the walrus mustache recommendation, which is uh, pretty damn good. You got the horseshoe mustache recommendation, which is uh, eh, not bad. Then you have the Hitler mustache recommendation which is burn this movie in hell I never want to see it again. I give 2016's Officer Down this is tough but I give it a upper horseshoe mustache like it's almost a war. There's some moments in there that I kind of thought was that I thought they were fun you know there's some fun moments there's just not enough of them you know I think this is a movie that would be fun to watch with a bunch of friends maybe you're having some beers like I'm having right now that I probably have too many and you're just having a good time you're chit-chatting in between so that way you miss all the shitty parts and you only see the good stuff it's good for that Um, really good violence you know for a movie good good effects for being you know a lower budget type movie you know in this genre there's something there there's a good damn good action movie in there it's like nestled in there and i think trying to be kind of cheeky with it trying to have a sense of humor with it trying to be ultra violent with it like shoot them up or something like that they just couldn't quite find the right vibe like they couldn't quiet land on it. They were trying to do a little too much. It's like the 3DO. Y'all remember the 3DO, the console, the video game console? It was trying to do so much and if it just focused on something, maybe it would have been better. That is me being (laughs) 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 That is such a generic statement. You could say that with anything. (laughs) Anyway. It's so close, but yeah, I got to give this an upper... I'm starting to do uppers and lowers. Like, I I don't have the time to start creating more mustaches. Maybe I will eventually create an additional mustache scale. Like, Tim likes to add extra mustaches. He had a Michael Jordan Hitler mustache rating for uh, the Maddening. But I will give this like an upper horseshoe mustache because there are some good moments. Anyway, if you'd like to uh, listen to more of this trash, you can f- listen to other solo cholo's or listen to me with guests on the show, which we will have plenty of really, really good guests and awesome movies coming up that I can't wait to talk about. And I be I always shoot those out on Instagram. You can find the show on Instagram at Mustachioed Podcastio. That is M O U S T A C H I O D on Instagram and on Twitter it is mpodcastio and we're on Facebook but eh, I don't know when I update that it's very rare. If you have any th- if you ever want to mention a movie to me, maybe you don't use social media and you want to, you know, let me know about a movie, maybe you want to guest on the show. You happen to have a microphone and you can do what I'm doing, which is just talking into it. And you're kind of cheeky and funny. Uh, you are welcome to be on the show. Um, you can email me at mustachioedpodcastio at gmail.com. And I'm always always open to some suggestions. And don't forget to rate and review the show um, if you ever have a chance. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. I can't wait till next time. I don't even know the next what the next solo cholo will be. But uh um, I kind of hope it's better than this one. <laughs> All right. Check y'all later. Bye.